0: Hi there, all my Israelite brothers and sisters who detest swine's flesh. Welcome to Brother Hebert Presents. This is part 8 of Pork and the Unclean. You can follow along with the document by going to www.thinkoutsidethebeast.com. Pork is found in the Word Studies menu. In part 7, we saw in Acts that Peter explained to the Israelites in Judea that Yahweh God had cleansed the lost Israelites of the house of Israel, who were scattered among the nations and walking in ignorance of who they were and whose they were. They were considered common by the Judeans because they were pagans and lived as the pagans lived, unclean. And that they too are covered by the blood of Christ, and when they received the gospel and abandoned their pagan ways and returned to their identity, heritage, God, and the way, They were no longer lost but found they were no longer blind and walking in darkness but now they see this is what amazing grace is all about we saw in romans that paul taught not to argue over doubtful disputations which are personal decisions and methods of life that we are not to condemn one another because one wants to be a vegetarian or one does not want to eat meat sacrificed to idols We are to judge one another when one is wandering out of the way and try to steer them back to the way, but we are not to condemn one another for the way they choose to live, eat, and worship, so long as it is in accordance to the way. We saw in Corinthians that idols are nothing, and meat sacrificed to idols is nothing, so long as you do not participate in the sacrifice or fellowship of the offering to idols. We saw that many had a conscience about eating meat sacrificed to idols, so many became vegetarians. Paul teaches not to condemn or offend your brother if they choose to eat or not eat meat sacrificed to idols. We saw that we are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers of our own race or with racial aliens. We are to be separate and touch not the unclean. This is a reference to unclean kinsmen by reason of their paganism and faithlessness or the unclean of those who are outside our racial family. Yahweh set us apart from them. We saw in Ephesians that no unclean person has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. You are made unclean by race-mixing, greed, idolatry, and demonic possession. You are considered unclean if you are deceived by church doctrine. You are unclean if you worship a Jewish Jesus. In Colossians, Paul gives four warnings about being beguiled by enticing words, being captivated by vain deceit, condemning your kinsmen for how they live, and he warned against false preachers who teach you the opposite of the truth. These warnings are aimed at the Jews and the churches. In Timothy, Paul warns of the latter times when some shall depart from the belief and will speak lies and hypocrisy. He also states that nothing is to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving and prayer. But this didn't mean that unclean animals could be prayed over and then eaten, or that you can pray to a Jewish Jesus and expect to be blessed. We continue in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9 is Paul explaining the earthly and the heavenly sanctuaries. Hebrews 9 1. Then verily, the first covenant had also ordinances or deeds of divine service and a worldly or earthly sanctuary. The ordinances were the deeds or the works of the rituals performed by the Levitical priesthood. The earthly sanctuary is referring to the temples built with hands. These were part of the old covenant. Our ancestors needed the priesthood to make sacrifices because Christ did not come till much later to be the final sacrifice. Verse 6. Now when these things were thus ordained, or prepared, the priests went continually into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of Elohim. Paul is describing the way in which the priesthood operated. Verse 7. But into the second veil went a high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The high priest first made offerings for his own sins, then for the people, This was a temporary atonement which was made once a year by the high priest and into the second veil. This was a figure for things to come, Yeshua's sacrifice, and once and for all Adam kind. Verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, Christ entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats, and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean and the common, sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to Elohim, purge your conscience from dead works, meaning the rituals, to serve the living God. Dead works. Christ was the fulfillment of the rituals. They were not needed anymore. The Greek reads verse 13 as, For if sprinkling those who are defiled with the blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a heifer sanctifies for purity of the flesh, another translation reads, sprinkling the ones having been commoned, or contaminated. This backs up the fact that the Israelites that were pagan were commoned, which is what the Judean Israelites called them, common, meaning profane. They were contaminated and defiled to them because they were pagan, They sacrificed and ate unclean animals, and because they forgot that they were their own kinsmen. Something defiled, or profaned, or commoned, can be cleansed. Unclean animals are not defiled, profaned, or commoned. They are unclean because they are impure from the beginning. They cannot become pure. Unclean Israelites are just commoned. Israelites are pure from the beginning. They become unclean. This uncleanness comes from being an idolater, adopting the ways of the other races, believing in false doctrine, and worshipping Jaime Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 10, Verses 19 through 39 are about a call to persevere. That we should encourage and stimulate one another unto love and good works. That when we sin, after we have been shown the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sin. This is because Yeshua fulfilled the sacrificial ordinances and the priesthood expired because Christ is the only high priest whom we must come to for forgiveness no more bringing a goat <laughs> or a bull to a priest as a get out of jail free card hebrews 10:28 he that despised moshe's law died without mercy under two or three witnesses of how much sorer punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the son of elohim and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing common and contaminated and has insulted the spirit of divine influence in other words if you don't follow the way and love yahweh and your kinsmen and follow his commandments, then you are forfeiting your salvation and the promise of deliverance by insulting the spirit of grace and counting the shed blood of Messiah as common. In even other words, you were set apart by the blood of the covenant, but if you do not live a Christian lifestyle, then you are not set apart you have become common, contaminated, and impure in your belief, and you will be set apart with the goats.
1: <laughs> Family reunions are times to enjoy your favorite people and your favorite foods. Oh, why, well, you certainly have grown by the last time I. Saw. Like Van Camp's pork and beans. They've been a part of the family for over a century, and there's no limit to the good-tasting ways folks find to prepare them. How sweet of you to help me. I just took a little bit of everything. Van Camp's Pork and Beans, one of America's great simple pleasures. Van Camp's
0: Pork and Beans, defiling Christians for over a century. Revelation 3-1 and unto the messenger of the assembly in Sardis write, These things saith he that has the seven spirits of Elohim, and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name that you live, and are dead. Ephesians two one, And you has he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, By favor you are preserved. Verse 2 of Revelation Be watchful and establish the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works completed before Elohim. Oh, I'm saved. We are not saved yet. We still have work to do. We do not complete this test called mortal life until we die. Declaring yourself saved is another contaminating church doctrine. Verse 3. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard, and hold fast, and repent and reconsider. If, therefore, you shall not watch, I will come on you as a thief, and you shall not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few people, even in Sardis, which have not defiled polluted, stained, or contaminated their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. What could this mean, defiling your clothes? Your garment is your skin color, your race. It's the covering of your temple. It's the Holy Spirit, which is the vesture of the new man, who has put away the old man of sin. Verse 5. He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Clothed in white raiment is a reference to Shekinah glory, which is our incorruptible bodies we receive If we pass this test of life. Notice, we must overcome so we are not blotted out of the book of life. Overcome what? Isn't sin and the law done away with? Isn't the ban on unclean animals lifted and we can't be defiled anymore because we are saved? Aren't we once saved always saved? Just believe. Maybe Yahweh did away with having to overcome because he loves everybody and now we can be raptured because we said we believe. Sardis was the time of the Reformation. Sardis means bright light, those who overcome. It was the time between the 1500s and the 1800s A.D., It was a time of persecution of Christians by the Catholic Church. Catholicism is an unclean, foul, and contaminating religion of devils. (laughs) (laughs) Does Yahweh accept their worship of Mary, baby Jesus, the saints, and the Pope? revelation fourteen four, these are they which were not defiled polluted or contaminated with women for they are virgins these are they which follow the lamb wheresoever he goes these were redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto elohim and to the lamb defiled with women meaning Defiled by false religion. So, what is considered false religion? The way or 33,000 versions of the way? Or did God make all the religions clean too, so everyone can worship in their own interpretation based on their own belief or what they were told to believe? If false religion defiles you, so does eating unclean animals. If unclean doctrines enter into your mind, your thoughts are unclean until you abandon those doctrines and repent and follow the way. If unclean animals enter into your mouth, your body is defiled and unclean until that filth comes out the back door. If you ate something with salmonella, would you not get sick? Would you not be contaminated and feel foul until it was purged? Christ was not making a blanket statement that nothing that goes into your mouth defiles you. He was stating that eating with unwashed hands does not defile you. Revelation 18.1 And after these things I saw another messenger come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul, unclean, impure, and demonic spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Ancient Babylon has fallen. Is fallen, is fallen, reveals this is a dual prophecy. The second, fallen, is a reference to Mystery Babylon, the current world system. This system is designed, run, and owned by Jews. This system is a prison physically, mentally, financially, and spiritually. It is the fine-tuned master plan of enmity carried out by the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman, as Yahweh prophesied in Genesis 3.15. Mystery Babylon, which is the Jewish matrix of deceit, has us financially because of their usury Merchandise and fiat money system. Fiat is an authoritative decree. That means that the Jews who own the banks and printing rights have the authority to declare the notes to be legal tender. They control the markets, and the crashes are planned events which allow the Jews to acquire more. The Jews are of Cain and the name Cain means to acquire. His children are also the merchants of the world. We are contaminated and defiled because we have received and use that mark of the beast. Ah. If you notice your name on documents, it's in all capital letters, which means you are a Jewish-owned corporation listed on the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, which is owned by the banks, which are owned by the Jews. Mystery Babylon, which is the Jewish matrix of deceit, has us physically, (coughs) because they control what we eat and drink, and they control the agriculture and animal industries, and the packaging, and pricing, So that's why our food has been genetically modified and the animals are injected with hormones and steroids and treated horribly. Kosher actually means most inhumanely killed. Bread and sugar are the biggest weapons and fast food isn't even food. Everything we put in and on our bodies has one or more forms of toxic poisons and petrochemicals And nanotech. They are slowly killing us in every way you can imagine. They have weaponized everything to harm us without killing us because they need us to be their slaves. They have infused pork into everything so you can't escape being defiled by it. Lard is the fat from the abdomens of pigs Mono and diglycerides are the most common terms used for pork. Many foods have hidden pork in them. <laughs> it's in gelatin. Many vitamin capsules are pork gelatin. Gummy bears, altoids, starburst, among others. Jello, marshmallows, some brands of peanuts to make the salt and spices stick to the nuts. Chips, cookies, cereal, frosting and dairy products such as whipped cream, sour cream, cheese. Yogurt and ice cream, some vegetable oils, as well as some shampoo and conditioner products. Glycerin and glycol is found in medicines, vitamins, beauty products, soaps, lotions, makeup, sunblock, and baby wipes. Gotta defile the babies too, right? It's also in their vaccinations. Mystery Babylon, which is the Jewish matrix of deceit, has us mentally... Because they own the media, they make the movies, they designed the sports, music, entertainment, sitcoms, and news to program us. That's why it's called Tell a Vision Programming. They have us mentally because they have mastered psychology and using frequencies and mind control techniques. They constantly repeat things until they are believed. Like, they are the Israel of the Bible, that Jesus was a Jew, the Holocaust, and that they are oppressed. (coughs) They own all the corporations and the world's governments, and our politicians are mostly Jews, and the rest are Jew puppets. It's all a scripted act to keep everyone preoccupied while the Jews keep changing our laws to suit them and the non-white races, and now we are hated, called racists, and are getting our rights taken away in our own lands. Mystery Babylon, which is the Jewish matrix of deceit, has us spiritually, because they have created 33,000 Christian denominations to divide us by. They have changed the laws of Moses into their traditions. They have deceived all our people into identifying as trans-Gentiles and made us to believe that the Jews are Israel. They invented all the doctrines the churches teach everyone and now our people are all going around claiming they are saved. Oh, I'm saved. And the law was done away with and we are all under grace so just accept jesus and just believe just believe and you'll be raptured and go to your mansion somewhere in the sky with a nice fruit basket now all our people worship a jew our people have become defiled and polluted they have become detestable and an abomination to the Father. They are impure and unclean mentally, physically, financially, and spiritually. Disgusting filth. Even though they are ignorant of their condition of Jewish contamination, they are contaminated, and many of them are being afflicted by demons. (laughs) Ignorance is no excuse, the fact remains. They are considered unclean and common because of their mental filthiness. They are under the spell of Mystery Babylon.
1: (laughs) People who discover that Oscar Mayer's smoke-cooked ham has always been only 25 calories a slice, find there's always room for a new edition. Some people find out that Oscar Mayer Honey Ham has always been only 25 calories a slice. They dive right in.
0: People who discover that ham has less calories a slice have not discovered that they are under the spell of Mystery Babylon. And when some people find out that ham with less calories is inviting, they will find out that they are inviting parasites and demons into their temples, and they will be slow-cooked, in the fires of Gehenna. Chapter twenty-one describes heaven on earth, Revelation twenty-one twenty-seven, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, contaminates, or is common; neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Worketh is G4160, poyeo, which means to make, produce, construct, form, fashion, make something out of. This is talking about idolatry. Abomination is G946, bdelugma, and is a foul thing, a detestable thing, of idols and pertaining to idolatry. Indeed, heaven on earth will be without idols, Jaime Jesus, Jews, and ham dinners. Yay! Praise Yahweh! Give it
1: praise!
0: Here is a little info about the yummy pig. Trichinosis is a disease caused by parasitic roundworms, nematodes, that can infect and damage body tissues nematodes are a major division of the helminth family of parasitic worms for example trichinella spiralis when ingested these parasitic worms can pass through the intestinal tract to invade other tissues such as muscle
1: where they persist It's new it's never old and it's not what you expect but it's up and coming it's right in front of you it's the life of the party the word on the street It's in, it's always, and it's about time. It's where we're at, it's what you want, it's on your mind, it's in your mouth, it's pork, and it's catching on. The Other White Meat. Taste what's next.
0: The Other White Meat. One of the most popular animals bred for food is the pig. This pug-nosed treat is served in backyards as pork chops, at breakfast tables as bacon, or in delicacies at five-star restaurants. Powerful organizations and political lobbyists push this consumption in the media and other places. The result is that swine constitutes a large portion of the North American menu. Who are these powerful organizations and lobbyists? Well, if you do a little research, you will find a Jew at the head of every company, corporation, government office, and anti-Christian organization. Why did they want you to eat pork? To defile your temple. They know that God didn't change his food laws. They know that when you eat unclean animals, you desecrate your body. You become impure and unclean, filthy, and Elohim sees you as foul, common, profaned, contaminated, and an abhorrence. He set you apart from all that. But do you choose to wallow in the mud with the unclean? But is it as safe and healthy as most believe? Much insight into the pig can be ascertained by how they are raised and what they eat. Many have heard the expression, you are what you eat. What a pig will eat is shocking. A pig's digestive system, unlike a cow's, is not designed to filter toxins from its system. These toxins work their way through the pig and are deposited in the animal's flesh, especially in its fat. The pig itself is actually able to sustain very high levels of toxins. As such, it can eat just about anything. In an effort to keep feed costs down, pig farmers will purchase garbage, such as rotting meat and vegetables, to feed them, and the pigs can be sustained with it. There is nothing in the animal's digestive system or the processing of the meat that removes these toxins. The time it takes for these things to be assimilated is more interesting. For most animals, this is a much slower process, taking perhaps 12 to 24 hours. This gives an animal's digestive system time to filter toxins, poisons, and deadly parasites from entering the bloodstream and being deposited in its flesh. Also, because many foods can build muscle, greater time is required for that muscle to form. The same is not true for the pig. Much of what it eats can be assimilated much more quickly. Not only does this mean that toxins are not filtered, but also most of the flesh takes the form of fat. Even in humans, body fat is where most toxins are stored. Typically, when the body does not know how to deal with a substance, it surrounds it with fat and stores it to keep the rest of the body safe. The same is true in pigs. While they have other methods of dumping extremely deadly toxins from their systems, the highest concentration is found in the fat tissue. So did Yahweh cleanse toxins and parasites too? Where do they go if they don't leave the pig? You're eating them. How can our people be so stupid? In addition, A March 1950 Reader's Digest article stated that pork contains myriads of baffling and sinister parasites. Dr. Maurice C. Hall, a zoology chief at the United States Bureau of Animal Industry, stated in the same article, It appears to be a legitimate demand that when a man exchanges dollars for pork, he should not do it on the basis that he may be purchasing his death warrant. While some claim that this has changed as a result of increased scientific understanding of pathogens, the fact remains that pigs were never meant to be eaten. (coughs) Cleaners, not clean meat. Pigs are designed as natural vacuum cleaners. They will eat just about anything, garbage, carcasses, or even their own urine and feces and blood. Most of this consumption causes no harm to the pigs. They were designed to do such things. They are so efficient at this task that when land is cleared for a golf course, pigs are often let loose to eat all the poisonous snakes, with no harm to the pigs. Every animal has its purpose. Scavengers, such as pigs, are designed to clean, not to be eaten. If Yahweh cleansed all the scavenger animals... Then what is scavenging and cleaning the earth and waters? Or did God cleanse everything and there is no more poison, dirt, parasites, garbage, toxins, decay, and other filth? Maybe the unclean animals today are the churchgoers. They do sit in their own pew and eat defiled doctrine and worship and waller with dirty, filthy Jews. Some of the cleaning features of the pig are remarkable. One is located under its hooves, often referred to as poison ducts or running sores. These sores act as a conduit for poisons to ooze from the pig's body. This is one reason pigs can eat poisonous snakes that would kill other creatures and not be affected themselves. These ducts, however, will often become plugged from the amount of toxins pigs must excrete from their bodies. If this is the case, a farmer must quickly slaughter the pig and send it to the market before it dies. Accordingly, the meat from such an animal is riddled with parasites and toxins. The toxicity of the pig is not just limited to its meat and organs, Even its saliva can be horribly infectious. In fact, one disease called Mad Itch will cause a cow to rub all the skin from its mouth to the point of killing itself. All that is required for cows to contract this disease is to come in contact with the residue of a pig's saliva on shared food supplies. Wow. I guess the same thing could be said of all the people that come into contact with any of the 33,000 denominations of sow called Christianity. They contract the Jewish disease, which is horribly infectious. In fact, it's called mad Judeo-itch, and will cause the goyim to declare they are saved and trust in contaminated doctrines to the point of killing themselves and making sure they don't rise from the second death. Other Toxic Creatures Although the focus of this article has been on the most popular of unclean meats, there are many reasons why certain birds, seafood, and other creatures are also unhealthy. One example is that of clams and oysters. Typically, these shellfish are eaten raw. A study conducted by researchers from the University of Arizona on Oysters from so-called Certified Safe Beds discovered that 9% were contaminated with Salmonella bacteria. The study's author also told ABC News that E. coli was found in 100% of Gulf Coast locations and in high amounts. In addition, such bottom-feeding creatures are typically saturated with heavy metals, such as mercury.
1: Other fast food restaurants talk about quality, but few go where Skipper's goes to bring it to you. First, to the icy waters of Alaska for fish that we hand fillet daily in each Skipper's restaurant. Then to the South Atlantic to bring back tender ocean shrimp. Then east, to bring in the catch for our hearty clam chowder, clam strips and deep fried oysters. It's no wonder Skipper's is oceans apart from ordinary fast food. Now you're probably wondering, where do we get the potatoes for our french fries? It's no wonder why Yahweh set these unclean animals apart as unclean and toxic. Now you are probably wondering, where do we get the permission to eat this garbage? Oh, that's right, the churches, you know, the ones who have done away with the food laws and usurped the authority of God.
0: Another example is armadillos. Not only are these creatures unclean to eat, but studies also show that they may be even more dangerous to handle as they may serve as reservoirs for leprosy. One final study also bears some investigation. Though it was conducted many decades ago, a modern update of this study with a more exact toxicology analysis would show similar results. A 1953 study published in the Bulletin of the History of Medicine and written by Dr. David Macht, M.D., tested a variety of biblically clean and unclean animals for levels of toxicity. His findings confirmed everything covered so far. Every animal that the Bible declared as clean was found to be non-toxic. Conversely, each animal declared as unclean was found to be toxic and inedible based on these tests. Keep in mind that this study took place in a much less toxic society, so the same animals would be much more toxic today. Time and again, study of these scavengers show that they are well designed to clean but they are not clean to eat. Just as you would not go into a sewage plant for dinner, you should not eat these natural sewage processors. Okay! It takes little investigation to learn why the Bible teaches what it has for thousands of years. God declares certain animals unclean and they are designated as such for a reason. The Bible itself has never wavered on these teachings. If you look at the first book of the Bible, Genesis, you will find that Noah was instructed to take seven pairs of clean animals and one pair of unclean. Even then, God wanted man to eat what was created to be food and not eat things that would poison him. This is particularly important in the context of the account of the flood found in the Old Testament. God was cleansing the land to start anew He could have easily allowed for anything to be eaten if that was his choice. But he inspired this grouping of animals and the recording of it in Genesis 7-2 as a lesson for mankind today. If God cleansed everything, then why would he need to come back? Did you know they are using pig organs in people? It's called xenotransplantation. They sell it as... Preserving life is more important than reservations of embarrassment and awkwardness. How embarrassed and awkward are you going to feel when Yeshua asks you why you desecrated your temple with pig parts to save your life? Didn't you read my laws and that verse where it says, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Just as getting a blood transfusion from anyone other than immediate family is dangerous and could be defiling if you get strange blood from another race, mixing animal organs with people organs is an abomination, even to save a life. Yahweh chooses if and when you die. If you've made it this far, bravo! Let's close this study out with what we can and cannot eat, because Yahweh wants us to be healthy and not eating toxic animals. All the animals we can and cannot eat. Yahweh has stated in Leviticus and Deuteronomy that cud-chewing animals with split hooves can be eaten. Leviticus
1: 11.3 Whatsoever parts the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and chews the cud among the beasts, that shall you eat.
0: Deuteronomy 14.6
1: And every beast that parts the hoof, and cleaves the cleft into two claws, and chews the cud among the beasts, that you shall eat.
0: These specifically include the cattle, sheep, goat, deer, and gazelle families, Deuteronomy fourteen four,
1: these are the beasts which you shall eat: the ox, the sheep, and the goat, the hart and the roebuck, and the fallow deer, and the wild goat, and the pigar, and the wild ox, and the chamois. Elk,
0: giraffe, and moose are also considered clean. Yahweh lists such animals as camels, rabbits, and pigs as unclean or unfit to eat. Leviticus 11.4
1: Nevertheless these shall you not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof, as the camel, because he chews the cud but divides not the hoof. He is unclean unto you, and the coney Because he chews the cud, but divides not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare. Because he chews the cud, but divides not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine. Though he divide the hoof, and be cloven-footed, yet he chews not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall you not eat, and their carcass shall you not touch. They are unclean to you.
0: Swine is unclean. The boar, peccary, pig, hog, bacon, ham, lard, pork, pork sausage, and pepperoni. Coyote, dog, fox, hyena, jackal, wolf, cat, cheetah, leopard, lion, panther, tiger, donkey, horse, mule, onager, zebra. Other unclean animals include the armadillo, badger, bat, bear, beaver, camel, elephant, gorilla groundhog, hippopotamus, kangaroo, llama, alpaca, visunia, mole, monkey, mouse, muskrat, opossum, porcupine, rabbit, raccoon, rat, rhinoceros, skunk, slug, snail, escargot, squirrel, wallaby, weasel, wolverine, worm. All insects except some in the locust family. Yahweh also lists such creeping things as moles, mice, and lizards as unfit to eat.
1: Leviticus 11.29 these also shall be unclean unto you the creeping things that creep upon the land the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind and the ferret and the chameleon the lizard snail mole these are unclean to you among all that creep whosoever does touch them when they be dead shall be unclean until evening
0: this also includes the alligator blind worm caiman, crocodile, frog, newt, salamander, snake, toad, and turtle, unclean. This also goes for four-footed animals with paws cats, dogs, bears, lions, tigers, etc., as unclean to eat. Leviticus 11.27
1: And whatsoever goes upon its paws among all manner of beasts that go on all four those are unclean unto you whosoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until evening
0: salt and freshwater fish with fins and scales may be
1: eaten leviticus 11:9. these shall you eat of all that are in the waters whatsoever has fins and scales in the waters in the seas and in the rivers, them shall you eat.
0: These also include anchovy, barracuda, bass, black pomfret or mongchong, bluefish, bluegill, carp, cod, crappy, drum, flounder, grouper, grunt, haddock, hake, halibut, hardhead, herring, kingfish, mackerel, mahi-mahi, minnow, mullet, perch, or bream, pike, or pickerel, or jack, pollock, or boston bluefish, rockfish, salmon, sardine, chad, silverhawk, or whiting, smelt, or frostfish, or icefish, snapper, or ebu jobfish, lehigh, onaga, Opakapaka, or Uku, sole, Steelhead, Sunfish, Tarpon, Trout, Tuna, Turbot, Whitefish, all clean.
1: And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination to you. They shall be even an abomination unto you. You shall not eat of their flesh, but you shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever has no fins nor scales in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you.
0: Water creatures without those characteristics are catfish, lobsters, crabs, shrimp, mussels, clams, oysters, squid, octopus, Should not be eaten. Other marine animals without fins and scales include bullhead, catfish, eel, European turbot, marlin, paddlefish, shark, stickleback, squid, sturgeon, swordfish. Unclean. Other unclean water animals and mammals that are unclean include cuttlefish, jellyfish, limpet, octopus, and squid, or calamari. Dolphin, otter, porpoise, seal, walrus, and whale, all unclean. Yahweh lists birds and other flying creatures that are unclean for consumption. These are carrion eaters and birds of prey as unclean. Leviticus
1: 11.13 And these are they which you shall have in abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten, they are an abomination, the eagle and the ossifrage and the osprey, and the vulture and the kite after his kind, every raven after his kind, and the owl, the night hawk cook owl and the hawk after his kind, and the little owl, and the cormorant, and the great owl, the swan, the pelican, the gyre eagle, and the stork, and the heron, and the lapwing, and the bat.
0: These also include the albatross, bittern, buzzard, condor, coot, crane, crow, cuckoo, flamingo grabe, grosbeak, Gull, Kite, Loon, Magpie, Ostrich, Parrot, Penguin, Plover, Rail, Roadrunner, Sandpiper, Seagull, Swallow, Swift, Waterhen, Woodpecker, all unclean. Birds such as chickens, turkeys, and pheasants are not on the unclean list. And therefore can be eaten. These also include the dove, goose, grouse, guinea fowl, partridge, peafowl, pigeon, prairie chicken, ptarmigan, quail, sage hen, sparrow, and other song birds and teal. All clean. Insects, with the exception of locusts, crickets, and grasshoppers, are listed as unclean. Leviticus 11.20
1: All fowls that creep, going upon all four, shall be an abomination unto you. Yet these may you eat of every flying creeping thing that goes upon all four, which have legs above their feet, to leap withal upon the land. Even these of them you may eat, the locust after his kind, and the bald locust, and the beetle, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you.
0: Yahweh has reasons for not eating unclean animals. Animals such as pigs, bears, vultures, and raptors can eat and thrive on decaying flesh. Predatory animals, such as wolves, lions, leopards, and cheetahs, most often prey on the weakest, and at times the diseased, in animal herds. Sea creatures that are bottom-dwellers, such as lobsters and crabs, scavenge for dead animals on the seafloor. Shellfish such as oysters, clam, and mussels similarly consume decaying organic matter that sinks to the seafloor, including sewage. A common denominator of many of the animals God designates as unclean is that they routinely eat flesh that would sicken or kill people. When we eat such animals, we partake in a food chain that includes things harmful to people. If you continue to eat unclean animals and pork, I recommend adding roadkill, dogs and cats, horses, ticks, roaches, and even humans to your diet. After all, God cleansed all these things, right? Don't be picky and choosy. The menu has no limits now. Expand your horizons. Dig in and sin. Everybody else is doing it.
1: A Smithfield ham, the genuine thing, aged, cured, just delicious. And with a name like Smithfield, you know that this bacon is also the genuine thing. It's cured and has that great smokehouse flavor. You see, at Smithfield, they care as much about their bacon as they do about their ham. It's just delicious. Right, Scooter? Right, Uncle Tommy. Smithfield. A great name for good eating. A great way to defile and make common the name of Yahweh. Eat unclean animals. It's good eating for those who are antinomian, stiff-necked, and ignorant, and prefer to go their own way. You see, in denominational religion, they care as much about bacon as they do about their salvation. So in conclusion, what have we learned?
0: Forbidden meats are gratifying because they taste so good but they are against the law. And if we understand that these animals are unclean and not considered food, and really are filthy animals, then the impulses of the body are reined in by reasoning. Yahweh established the clean and unclean animals from the beginning. Unclean animals are unclean for a reason. They are nature's vacuum. They are scavengers and their diet is of death and decay. They are the waters and land cleanup crew. These scavengers retain toxins and are poisonous to eat. Even if you cook them through, you're still eating cooked garbage. We are a pure seed line of people, a holy family of consecrated, clean, pure people. But we can be cleansed, forgiven and purified. There are unclean things, unclean actions and unclean animals for consumption and for sacrifice. We saw a list of things that makes us unclean in Leviticus which include women having children or on their menstrual cycle. Skin orders and leprosy, mold and mildew and STDs make us unclean. Sin makes us unclean. Eating an animal which died of itself renders you unclean. Unlawful sexual relations defiles you and you become unclean. Bestiality is an abomination and defiling and makes you unclean and an abhorrence to Yahweh. Homosexuality is an abomination and you become unclean. When we do not keep the Sabbath day and do not set it apart as a holy day, then we defile it, we profane it, and we count it as common. Something common is ordinary, not set apart, not noble, lewd. Buying and selling and working on the Sabbath day profanes it, it breaks it, defiles, desecrates, and makes it common. The Planned Parenthood offices of Moloch pollute and defile the land and Yahweh abhors those who have abortions and those who agree with abortion. We defile ourselves when we adopt the ways of those outside our racial family. Our actions and our worship can make us unclean and common. Our surroundings must be clean and have no uncleanness in it. Uncleanness is contaminating. We saw in the prophets that our ancestors became so idolatrous and unclean that they profaned the worship of Yahweh just by their presence very similar to today's churches that are idolatrous. Our people today defile the land with their idolatry of Jewish Jesus, the tolerance of abortion, the acceptance of homosexuality, and the proud display of symbols, statues, and images. When we mention the God of Israel, unless we are doing it in truth and in righteousness, we are angering Yahweh and defiling his name. We saw Yahweh's abhorrence of swine eaters and those who defile themselves with pigul, pigul, which is a broth of abominable things, pork and beans. We learned about Tammuz and the pagan practices of weeping for Tammuz, which today is called Lent and Ash Wednesday. We also get Easter from these pagan deities. Yahweh despises and abhors Easter, which has nothing to do with Christianity, and he hates the worship of Mary and of baby Jesus, which is nothing but Tammuz in the arms of Semiramis. Easter service in the churches is an abomination and teaching children to celebrate this pagan holiday is detestable and wicked. We saw that Yahweh sends his prophets and teachers to teach us to distinguish between the holy and the profane, and to make a difference between the unclean and the clean. We saw that our religious practices defile us, not only because they pollute our hearts and minds, but they also bring fornication, race-mixing, and the sacrifice and consumption of unclean animals. We saw that sinners and deceived churchgoers are contaminated by false doctrine and their worship is polluted. Yahweh does not want their teachings in his house. We saw Yahweh compares his people and nation to the unclean because of their idol worship. Idolatry defiles you. Idolatry makes us common. We saw a prophecy of a fountain for cleansing. This was speaking of the shed blood of Yeshua Messiah. Only Yeshua's blood can cleanse us when we become unclean by idolatry and when we stray from the way. When we adopt the ways of the other races, and when we adopt the religions of 33,000 denominations, and when we adopt Jewish values, we invite unclean spirits and defiling practices into our lives. We saw that eating with unwashed hands is not a crime, and it won't defile you if you eat a little dirt. The church has changed the context from eating with unwashed hands To being able to eat pork and catfish and then they built their doctrine around it and now teach you that god said when he did not say we saw in acts chapter 10 peter's famous vision that yahweh was teaching peter that he cleansed men the lost israelites living outside of judea who forgot who they were and whose they were yahweh did not change nature's vacuum cleaners into edible delicatessens the churches did they ignore the context of meats sacrificed to idols We saw that no unclean person has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. You are made unclean by race-mixing, greed, idolatry, and demonic possession. You are considered unclean if you are deceived by church doctrine, and you are unclean if you worship a Jewish Jesus. The fact that the churches don't care what they eat shows lack of concern of what they believe. We are either holy and set apart and consecrated, or we are unholy and desecrated. It matters who and what we believe. It matters what we eat.